Good afternoon. Today's date is April 24th, 2019, and the yes is a Hello Rookie podcast. How you doing, Chris? Good, man. Feels Everything feels bright. Just back <laughs> back to normal, back to the way it should be. Okay, and right into tonight, <laughs> today's program. Um, to our three subscribers out there, <laughs> if, if you received a couple of uh, um, emails that we were going live, we had some technical difficulties. Chris is dealing with his uh, so many technical difficulties. His um, his ISP. Yes, with uh, Spectrum, Brighthouse, whatever. Dealing with them. Dealing with issues with the mirroring and the computer and the stream and Streamlabs and OBS and it's all yeah. We're good though. Oh, We're live. Always, always something. Yep. Something about living on a island off from a peninsula. Mm-hmm. People aren't supposed to live here. There's no doubt about that, but it is what it is. Okay, so let's get straight to it. Quick recap of last night's Real dueling quick. lineup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Chris won last night. Uh, beat me. Um, so he put up 243.25 and I put up 212.25. Mine actually cashed in cash games, which is shocking to me, but I guess, you know, what happened to our lineups happened to everybody's with blowouts, right? You didn't have players playing in the fourth quarter in two of the games. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, 243 is pretty solid. Um, I mean, what I'm seeing is an average of about 300 being pretty, yeah, so 300 is is the target number with 6x yeah. value. Um, 300 being the target number, Chris came pretty close, and I fell way short. Chris was more well-rounded. Um, his uh, T. Craig had a less sucky game than Bryn Forbes, for one thing. But also, you got 35 points out of T. Harris, 26.25 out of J. Poetel. Pertle. Pertle. Pertle out for little. DeRozan only had uh, 24.5. I was expecting a little more out of him. I was expecting a little bit more out of McCollum. He had 26.5. Nothing in the first half for him. Yeah, I mean, he was... That's the other thing is, like, how do you predict when uh, Dame is going to do what he did last night? That game winner was stupid. He was so... Did you see his game winner yet? Uh, Who's? Damian Lillard's. I saw that he was... He went the hell off. I mean, he yeah. had seventy plus. I didn't he see was his roasting. Winner. He had fifty points, um, thirty-two in the first half, something like that, and then the game winner. Which here, uh, I'll pull it up while we're going over everything. You got to see this shot. It doesn't make any sense. The only way you shoot this shot is if, um, you know it's going in. So he he was just feeling it. Yeah. So he had ten threes, like you said, fifty points. Three steals, a block, six assists, seven boards. Uh, so he had 77.75 fantasy points last night. Russell actually had more, 79.75. Um, Triple-double. All right, look at your screen here, Joe. Here it is. Um, let's go ahead and get me off. <laughs> All right, here we go. Timer. Under five. Miller three. wants the three. Oh my goodness. Yep. And the 
Lillard had himself a night, didn't yeah. he? There's no reason to shoot that shot like that. That was crazy. And then, I mean, Paul George called it a bad shot after the after the game because he was Paul George was on him because he destroyed Westbrook the entire series. But George is on him, so George called it a bad shot at the end of the game, and he's getting all kinds of grief for that because that pissed Lillard <laughs> off. I mean, obviously it's a terrible shot, but he's just in the zone, and George ha- should know the shot cl- or the game clock in the situation there and be a little bit tighter. Like even if it is a terrible forty foot crazy shot he should have been tighter knowing that there's two seconds on the clock and that's his only option at that point but yeah. Paul, Paul George had a game himself especially in the first quarter yeah um, he loves playing the Blazers he ended with 50.75 points nine boards three threes 36 points uh, so the guy that won hella rookie last night the hella rookie contest which you failed to enter your lineup in yeah. um had Lillard, Jamal Murray, who put up 45, Lavert, who put up 28, fantasy points I'm talking. Uh, Amin, Am- Aminu, how do you pronounce that? Aminu? El Farouk Aminu. Aminu <laughs> had uh, almost 20. Uh, Portal had 26. Russell, 79. Tory Craig, 15. And Inez Cantor who had 38.75 fantasy points. That's 13 boards, four assists, one block, 13 points, double-double. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting interesting set of games last night. I I needed more. Given the um, blowouts and the fact that Damian Lillard just went nuts, it was really, really hard to... Um, have a night like that without having Lillard. You had to have Lillard in a four-game slate where one guy goes crazy and two games are a complete wash because yeah. all the players limit out at like 20, 25 minutes. Exactly. It's just picking those stars. Especially. Yep. There's a lot of luck involved with that slate last night. That's for sure. But good on, good on him. Yeah. I, I needed more out of Bryn Forbes. He only put up six. He and sucks. then I was expecting a little bit more out of Abaka. He put up 21.5. Danny Green actually put up 21.25. Danny Green had a nice... He played well. Yeah. A couple of threes, five boards, some assists and steals. Um, And Jared Allen put up 20.75, which I wanted 20 out of him, but I'm a big fan. I'm I'm not getting off the Jared Allen wagon. I think he's he's trending up. Nowhere but up. Um, We shall see, though. Okay, so let's start talking about tonight's dueling lineup. Uh, do you want to you want to start segment on that? Let's do that. Sure, fantastic. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, rookie here, getting ready to start our uh, NBA dueling lineups for tonight's slate. Two games on the slate only. Okay, uh, who you got coming at me tonight? All right. So real quick before we jump in the lineups pull this pull up the action network and look at what's going on um so um utah opened up an eight and a half point underdog at houston the clippers opened up a 14 point underdog at golden state um the houston line has stayed the same at eight and a half the golden state lines at 14 and a half and clearly 
given what's happened in these playoffs, all the money is once again on the favorites tonight. Um, 77% of the money is on the Rockets and 82% of the money is on the Warriors. Looking at the totals, two twelve and a half. Uh, Houston, Utah game, two thirty three and a half for Golden State game. Uh, the under is very popular in both of them. Neither of these series have hit the total that they're currently at um, more than once. So, um, yeah, under very popular both of them. So, and I would tend to agree with the public on both. I don't know how you take an underdog when favorites are covering every night. And again, these these totals are a little bit high right now. Um, money line numbers are stupid. Minus <laughs> the the Warriors opened at minus twelve fifty, and they got bet so hard it's now at minus two thousand. Which is, I don't know, I don't know what people are doing with that. That's crazy. Um, okay, so entertainment fee. Let's build a lineup here. I have. Yeah, uh, let's do it. I created the contest already. It's I mean you can find it in the lobby, but if not, um link below the video, link in the article. Joe, I'll email you the link. Um <laughs> I'll 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 postage mail it to you. All right. Uh point guard. We're gonna have the same guy here. Rubio. Yes. Shooting guard, the beard, small forward. Durant. Yes. Yes. Power forward, Draymond. I, I didn't go Draymond. I varied it up, but I did have him in there. Um, at center, I've got Favors. Yep. At <laughs> guard, I mean, it is what it is. This is why two. This is why the the showdown is better. Um, two games. It's there's not a lot of options out there. Um, I'll start with utility. I have uh. P.J. Tucker at guard. I have Patrick Beverly. Me too. Son of a bitch. I and thought Beverly would be my X factor. Yeah. Um, wait a minute. I'm gonna, oh, no, 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 no. I screwed this up. I have to have... Uh, I'm not telling you shit. You don't have it done already? You're... No, I have it done. I, the positions were just out of order. You have to have them, you know, so I need okay. a center in my utility. All right, I with uh, the big Australian and then PG Tucker at forward in the forward spot. So Rubio, Harden, Durant, Green, Favors, Beverly, Tucker, Bogut. All right. Like, are they incredibly similar? Or Yeah, I mean, they are. We have three, three differences. Okay. Well, that's more than enough for me to kick your ass again i guess <laughs> i mean it is it is enough to have a difference i mean that i mean that just goes to show that these are cash lineups so if you're if you're building a gpp i would probably you know swap draymond out for mantras Harrell. Um, yeah i like that do do some things like that maybe avoid bogut he'll probably be heavily owned we can i let's um let's pull up fantasy labs real quick So Fantasy Labs, I like to at least look at the ownership numbers here. Um, so 41 plus for Curry, Lou Williams, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Montrez Harrell, J. Michael Green, um, or Jim Michael, I don't know why I did that, Rudy Gobert, 
and then you've got Clint Capella, 36 to 40, Gallo, 36 to 40, Draymond, 36 to 40, Bogut, 26 to 30. I don't know why people are Clay, 26 to 30. That's crazy. Ingles, I don't know why that either. Rubio, 21 to 25. Tucker, 17 to 20. Beverly, 17 to 20. Like, not a ton of variety. Um, so you got to kind of get, I think you got to get a little creative. Uh, yeah, I would to, agree. To win tonight. Maybe maybe a Andre Iguodala or Royce O'Neal. Um, Kevin Looney, maybe. Um, That's what it's going to come down to, man, is those cheap uh, one or two players. I thought, I didn't, I'm kind of surprised that you're, you're on, um, on uh, favors. I thought for sure you'd have, do you have Bogut in your lineup? No. Looney? No. Okay. Well, I, I'm really stretching, man. To be honest with you, um, I hope. But, I hope your, the guys we have different. I hope yours are mostly Jazz and Clippers players. Then I'd feel really good about my chances tonight. <laughs> they are, aren't they? Oh man, that feels good. <laughs> I can't believe you're not in on Donovan Mitchell. You were all over Donovan Mitchell after his two games in Utah. I, I actually had him in. I was going to do it, but I was like, you know what? Yep. Smart move. I don't yeah. think I don't think in Houston. Um I we can go through a couple of these. Like you see so you have Harden, right? Yeah. Okay. So one of the reasons I like Harden tonight, uh he's one of those guys, he's seven points per game better at home. And if you look at the series game log, it's held out, you know, he's averaging um over sixty three a game at home versus uh right around fifty on the road in this series. So back at home. Um, and if you look at home road splits, the guys that that really matters to, I would say Donovan Mitchell, um, is, has been better at home in this series, not so much over yeah. the course of the season, but Harden, um, and then, uh, some of the energy guys are better at home as well. Um, but Draymond Green is a guy that we both have, um, game through is a blowout. So when you're looking at Clippers yeah. or, um, I, I, I don't have Draymond in, but, but oh, I do you like don't? him. Okay. So, you, um, Game three, he put up 36 and a half in a blowout. So 36 and a half in 30 minutes. Um, one of the reasons I didn't go with Montrez is uh, it seems like the Warriors have, you know, we both, we were on Looney in the episode one of Dueling Lineups, both of us were, thinking he would get more playing time with um, Boogie out. Didn't happen. I think they like Draymond on Montrez Harrell um, because Harrell tore them up in the first two games. Boogie goes out. And he hasn't done anything since. Uh, I think it's because they're playing Draymond on him more minutes, uh, which has really slowed Harold down. Um, I like Favors yeah. because of his ceiling. That's why I have him in. Um, yeah, me too. His minutes are, his minutes make him a Joe pick. Uh, I, I can't stand playing guys that are right at 20 minutes per game. But he's giving like one and a half fantasy points per game. Uh, if you scroll down to the regular season, you know, he's got, 8x plus upside um in several spots he's already hit um 7x once in the series he's gone over 6x twice in four games with a 4x uh floor so he's he's a safe pick but it's hard to be a safe pick at 20 minutes a game it's yeah you know yeah. Uh, which i don't get i don't understand why they're not using him more clearly he's a matchup problem for whoever the rockets put on him which has been you know PJ Tucker or Clint Capella, depending on what the rotations have been. Um, but he's, you know, he shot, he shot 57% uh, 
in game four, 83%, 64%, 62%. Um, really active on the glass to, to get two double doubles in a series. We're averaging only, you know, just over 20 minutes per game is pretty crazy. So I don't understand the lack of playing time for favors. Um, especially when they're not getting beat by Capella or PJ Tucker. So he's not a, a liability defensively. Um, but anyways, I think, um, do you have, uh, Jamichael in your lineup tonight? I do. Yeah. So I, th- I think people are all over him. The, the problem with Jamichael, uh, is the matchup for me. I don't, he, he's guarding Kevin Durant on one side and on the other side, he's just so limited offensively. Um, and he's not that active, like seven rebounds in the last two games combined as a starter. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to rely on Jamichael Green to get 15 points against the Warriors uh, on the road in a game where he has to guard Kevin Durant on the other end of the floor. So that's why I didn't start him. But I, I do think he'll be really popular tonight. Um, yeah, I, I don't particularly love him either. But um, with only two games and w- the other right. plays that I made with my lineup, I had to do something. And if he's starting, uh, I have an interesting play here that you're gonna hate. But uh, I Gallo again. It, so I did Jamaico and Ivaka. Who? Ivaka Zubak. Oh, you can't play Zubak. He didn't even play in the last game. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a second here to change that before we go over your lineup. <laughs> I'm i I'm gonna stick with it, man. He didn't even step on the floor in game four. Not a minute. Which is weird because he had eighteen and fifteen in game three. I mean you can stick with it. I don't care what you do. Easy wins. But uh, all right. Other than that, Beverly obviously another guy with a high ceiling, low floor. Um, in the why series. the hell did? All right, I'll have to look at that more. I didn't. I don't know, know why he didn't play. play. Um, it doesn't make any. Well, I kind of know why. I don't know. It, it it it's a matchup thing, so they can't play him on Draymond. Um, so if Draymond's playing the five, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know why he didn't play at all. It's a. It's definitely a matchup thing though. Um. Anyways, yeah, Beverly high ceiling, uh, low floor, uh, really struggled. But again, this is a blowout. This game three, you can almost, I, I'm not gonna say you can throw it out, but um, that game was over early. Um, he only played 18 minutes. Struggled on Durant. They moved him off Dur- off Durant, bringing Jamichael in to the lineup for game four, and he was back to um, be very active, very productive. 42 fantasy points in 36 minutes. Um. He's a solid play tonight, so I don't know. Call it a cash game lineup. I it's a two game slate. It's not. It's not exciting. There's not a ton of variety. There's not. There's not a lot of room to be creative when, you know, these are shortened benches. You know, the starters are. You know, you know what the minutes are. You know what the matchup is. Um, I don't know. A lot of luck involved with these two two game playoff slates. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, well. You want to you want to go over yours? I mean, we have to go over it. So if you're gonna go, yeah, with Zubac, I'll put it up. Are we going Zubak? Yeah, I'm gonna stick with him. All right, here, we'll I mean, just build it here, and I'll re-enter mine. Unless I see that he's like out or something. I mean, I have, I didn't notice that he didn't play the last game at all. All right, Rubio, uh, Harden, Durant, uh, Jermichael Green, Vivica Zubak. Zubaka. Um, Steph. Favors. 
in Beverly. Well, you used all your salary, so that's a good thing. There if, you have it. All right, so here's the thing. If you if you decide to do a, a panic late swap, we will allow the loony swap out. Same all salary, right. it would it would work, right? You right. you, you think about that though and um all right. I like it yep. though. To Michael, I think he's he's going to be very popular tonight, I think. Yeah. And you got Steph in there, so that's nice. Go big or go home, man. I'm playing to win. I wanted you know, I just hate looking at these games and seeing like, you know, the stars that go off and then being like, okay, why the hell didn't I play him? I hate that. Yeah. So, well, Rubio, I think, uh, is going to do his thing, be a freaking workhorse again. With take Rubio. Take to the rack. Uh, it's another, um, which one was it? But these these two games right here are, oops, sorry. Games one and two were blowouts. They they were annihilated. Um but yeah, he's averaging almost six X in the series, and he's a playoff monster every year. And they're uh, frankly not not a lot of yeah, others. Chris Paul's not going to hit value at seventy one hundred. Outside of Mitchell, I mean, they're looking for Rubio for a lot of a lot of points. I mean, maybe Mitchell goes off again, but other than that, I mean, Rubio is a very solid play. Harden is going to be Harden. Uh, Jermichael again. He's getting a start. Who knows what he does, how many minutes he ends up getting, but he's, he's shooting. The, floor. the the crazy thing with Jermichael Green is his shooting percentage. Uh, he is, um, where is it? Yep. Eight of 13 from three on the series. Really shooting the ball well. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I uh, just want to make note of that I, I, I put a decent amount of weight into the home and away, like you were talking about earlier. Um, when I was going through these, so you wanted the three superstars at home, so you paid up for Steph, you paid up for Durant, you paid up for Harden, and then you filled in around them. Basically, yeah. Yep. Oh, I um, like it. I like who you ended up with filling in around outside of Zubac. Who? I'll just mention a a a game note, I guess, with Beverly. Um, a lot like uh, Draymond. One of those guys that you absolutely hate to play against. <laughs> One of those guys that you love is it on your team, but you hate to play against. Uh, very emotional player. Um, I'm actually surprised that he, he his points aren't more volatile than what they are. Um, he doesn't seem to have a huge ceiling outside of his last game of 42 fantasy points, um, which he had a double-double. Hit the boards more often than usual. Um, we'll see. Hopefully... Uh, with their back up, backs up against the wall, and Golden State coming out swinging, I'm looking to put them away. Hopefully, Beverly uh, has a standout game at 4,400. I think uh, could be a tremendous value. Yeah, the Clipper, the Clipper that I I was so stressed building my I wasn't stressed, but I was like I worked so hard trying to get Lou. I I just have a feeling Lou is going to have a bounce back game tonight. Um like a potential 40 plus point game in a loss. Um, but again, he hasn't done that. He hasn't had, you know, he had 36 in game two and then he was super quiet at home in two losses. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to get Lou in. I feel like it's a, a potential um, bounce back game for him. 
Great field goal percentage uh, last time at Golden State, over 500. Yeah. Yeah, he well, played well in in Oakland, but... Um, 6,900. 6, yeah, so if I, was, if I was putting together a GPP lineup, Sweet Lou would be in, um, I don't know, maybe maybe you take a shot on a guy like Ingles or somebody to bounce back. Uh, but yeah, hard to get away from some of our plays today if you're uh, if you're just looking at the numbers. Yeah. It's on, man. Yeah. Game well. game four. <laughs> Hello, rookie DFS dueling lineups. Yep. Good Looking luck. to come back. I need to tie up this series. Yep. All right, close segment. I'm way ahead of you, man. You need me to say it. Like, I'm just in and out of these segments. So yeah, smooth. I don't need to say it. <laughs> Things get real smooth when I don't talk about closing and opening segments. <laughs> All right, so want to go into NHL? Uh, Sure. All right. Open sesame. Okay. Thanks for telling me. And we're back. Hello, Rookie here. Time to talk about the NHL. We got uh, one for one last night, as it were. The Bruins. Oh, my God. You, Bruins. I know you didn't watch hockey. I, I, it's just disappointing at this point. <laughs> I saw I saw a little bit of it, not much. No. But uh, So, yeah, Bruins beat the Maple Leafs 5-1 to one to move on. Maple leaves are out. It's a sad story for the Maple. I mean, I I love it because I personally am so sick of um, Toronto being the the center of uh, all of the NHL Network and NHL Radio's coverage. Like they they hire these homers to do their radio. It's all right. I'm not going to get on a tangent, but it's so annoying. I'm I'm glad they're out though. I don't have to listen to Riley being the best defensive player in the NHL anymore. But don't let the don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out, Maple yep. Leafs. Yeah. A couple of weak goals by um, Boston got through. Toronto was arguably the better team the entire game. Um, turnovers, they're a mess defensively. And then a couple, couple mistakes by the goalkeeper. I'm not sure how the first goal got in. The guy is all over the post but somehow left a, a tiny little hole and the, the puck found its way in. But that's playoff hockey. <laughs> it's nothing like what happened to Vegas. I don't know if you saw what happened to Vegas, but oh my God, that's the worst beat I think I've ever seen a hockey team, but it's fitting. Like Vegas does Vegas fans deserve it. I'm sorry. Like you don't get, you don't get that team two years into its existence. It's not fair. The sharks move on. Yeah. Oops. The Knights, the Knights pack it in a lot of, a lot of people's favorites so, now. Yeah. So, um, three, zero, in the third period, the Knights are up, dominating the game as they've dominated the series. And cl- it's not even a cross check. It shouldn't have even been a two minute cross check. And the officials, who I, I don't think the officials have been good in these hockey playoffs, and I usually am a huge fan of NHL refereeing, um, but they called a basically a game misconduct. They called a, ma- uh, a major, um, gave them, gave the so basically what ends up happening is San Jose gets a five-minute power play that doesn't end. So usually if you score on a power play, a typical two-minute minor, um, if you score, the power play is over. Well, San Jose, as a result of this bad call, gets a five-minute major, which Pavelski got knocked out, but it was his own fault. He fell kind of awkwardly on the play. Anyways, that's their captain, their leader, but Pavelski for, for the Sharks. So the Sharks rally. They get this five-minute power play. 
and you can just sense it, right? Like these guys are pissed off now because they 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 think on their sideline that Pavelski took a cheap shot on a bad cross check, got knocked out. He was knocked out cold, um, bleeding on the ice, and like five seconds into the first into the into the five minute power play, they get their first goal, and the coach is on the bench. He he just turns to his guys and says, "That's one." Fifty five seconds later, they get their second goal. They end up there. Come out of the power play. Come out of the five minute power play. They're up four three. They score four goals, up four three. Vegas has to pull their goalkeeper, Jonathan Marchessault, who had a great series. Um, comes through with the with the keeper out to tie it up and force overtime four four. And then San Jose steals it in overtime five four. Unbelievable, um, unbelievable game. Unbelievable series. It was so. It was that was that was a crazy game. Vegas, I cannot believe that. It sounds nice, that. man. Yeah. That's we what got another one tonight. We need to do it again tonight. Please just turn it on. It's your home team. It's in Raleigh. <laughs> actually, it's not in Raleigh, but uh, in Washington. I, I actually just got an email uh, from the Hurricanes. Yeah. Must be related to Twitter somehow. Yeah, make some noise. Game seven is here. Yep. Yeah, I'll turn them on. Yep. All right, tonight at 730, yeah. Okay. Game seven. Yeah. So obviously everybody's all over. I haven't looked at it, but or I have looked at it, but I haven't looked at it in a couple hours. Everybody's all over Washington. What is it now? Eighty-four percent of the money's in on Washington. The line opened Washington minus one thirty-five. It's up to minus minus one fifty-five. They can't get any money on Carolina. Open one plus one fifteen. It's at plus one thirty-five. Um, at Washington. At Washington. Uh, experiences on Washington's side. The thing is that, you know, I've been saying, and you're probably sick of hearing me say, uh, is that Carolina is beating their heads in in this series. You look at, all right, so this is icy data. Um, you look at the Corsi and Fenwick numbers, right, which are two of the more important. Um, actually, we can do it this way. Um, so let's just let's just kind of look at these shots. Uh, this is Carolina. This is Washington. 29-18, they outshot the Capitals 28 33 they got outshot 45 18 24 31 30 28 outshot them again 36 25 outshot them again um here's your Corsi these are advanced analytics this is um just to read it above 50 percent means the team was controlling the puck more than not with this player on the ice it's actually team um in this case with um so these are overall team Corsi numbers so this is showing like possession quality possession um like these analytics directly uh, translate into wins. Um, the Corsi, when you look at, so this is Washington, the opposite is true for Carolina. So Carolina had 70% in this game, 52 here, 65 here, 54, 58, 63. Um, you look at overall for the playoffs, they lead every team in quality, um, possession. And, um, again, another key metric face-off zone, um, you know, Carolina is winning that you look at offensive zone starts, uh, Carolina is dominating that number. Um, they have controlled the series, but somehow it's gone to a game seven and now they have to go to Washington and beat Ovechkin in a super experienced, uh, team in, on the road in a game seven. Um, I don't know. It's going to be fun. I think the better team might lose the series, unfortunately. So who are you putting your money on? I would, I would put, all right, given... Um, plus one thirty-five, Carolina minus one fifty-five, Washington. I would I would take the better team in the series, and 
the le- less experienced road team. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put anything significant on it, but I'm not gonna take the worst team in play minus one fifty five with them on a money line. I don't know. I don't know. I don't love it one way or the other. It's gonna be fun to watch, for sure. Close segment. All right. NFL draft talk. Sure. One day away. Is it? Is it Wednesday? What is the day today? Oh Today's Wednesday. Yeah. One day away. Um. You want me to open a segment? Yes. Let's open a segment. <laughs> oh, you're such a bitch. All right. <laughs> And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. No, hold on, hold on. I restarted the segment because you're being a bitch. Okay, ready? It's a nice shirt you got there. Go blue. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're here to talk about the NFL draft starting tomorrow in Nashville, Tennessee. I imagine there's going to be coverage all day, uh, as there has been for the past couple months. It never stops, really. But, uh, yeah, um, so... Some weird coverage, right? Like, you're getting a lot of uh, misinformation. Yeah, Fox News covering. NFL, NFL Draft could see Oakland Raiders make surprise pick at number four. What else have you been seeing? Um, Who's trading up? Who's taking a QB? Yeah, it's been... I don't know, you, you know, no who do you believe is is the question. Uh trying to get this app to load on my phone right now. There we go. Um yeah. So is Kyler going number 1? Is he not going number 1? Um I don't know. I have my opinion on it. I but I'm kind of I don't know how much of the Cardinals you watched last season. Little. Um Rosen had the worst offensive coordinator in the NFL. Then they fired him and replaced him with a guy that was just as bad, Brian Leftwich. Um, he was behind the worst offensive line in the NFL. He got his ass kicked every single game. Uh, sat in the pocket, though. I mean, he took he took the beating. <laughs> and, um, you know, no weapons around him. No offensive creativity. They couldn't figure out how to use David Johnson. Um yeah, like I said, he got his he got his, you know what, kicked the entire game, and or every single every single week out, and he just sat in the pocket, delivered ball after ball. Like I don't know, I don't it. It's not fair to me, but um, I I think they're gonna take Kyler. I really do. I wouldn't. But I NFL NFL dot com uh, has a little poll up for who Arizona is gonna take out of. Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa, or Quinnen Williams. Kyler Murray leads 68%. Bosa at 23%. Williams at 9%. I don't know how many participants are in that. Obviously, it uh, doesn't mean much at all, but interesting. Yeah, well, here's um, here's FanDuel's updated lines. And they have Kyler at minus 400, which has moved around. I've seen it minus 350. Minus four fifty. Obviously, it was minus ten thousand just a week ago. Um, minus four hundred right now. Uh, if it wasn't Kyler, I think it'd be Nick Bosa. So that'd be the that'd be the bet there. Um, 
but that that line has moved around. Um, by the w- by the way, anyone that's looked at FanDuel will have gone over these NFL draft bets. They've redid them in the last forty eight hours, and uh, it's pretty cool. The new the new format, lots of options there. Um, we can run through real quick, and uh, um, th- these are really easy. First X taken. Um, a lot of them are no brainers. So Kyler, Josh Jacobs. This one's interesting because I think all three of these guys are in play. Metcalf, Brown, um, or Metcalf, Marquise Brown, or A.J. Brown, and I really think it might be Marquise Brown now. Um, this one's Dundeal Hawkinson. I think he's going number nine. First center drafted, Dundeal, Bradbury for sure. Um, there's some value in this one because I think Andre Dillard's the best left tackle in the draft. Jonah Williams has uh, inside flexibility, so if a team needs a guard um, and a tackle hasn't come off, you know, obviously Juwan Taylor's a, a heavy favorite. Um, likely Jack is likely going to Jacksonville. Um, and then Cody Ford's another guard. Um, super physical run blocker, can play inside, outside, very athletic. Um, he's another guy guy in the mix. So I think any one of these four uh, could go. First defensive lineman drafted, very easy, Nick Bosa. Um, the, the interesting thing here is that the Jets seem to love Ed Oliver. So... If something were to happen where a team traded up to two to get one of the quarterbacks or um, Kyler went one um, and yeah, like if someone were to trade up to two and, and take someone other than it, because it seems like a defensive lineman is going to go two, three, four. Um, Ed Oliver could end up being the, the first defensive lineman drafted if he falls to the Jets and it goes quarterback, quarterback somehow. Um, uh, Devin White, easy. I think Devin Bush is another guy that possibly could go in the top 10, but Devin White's easy. Um, hey. Yeah, go ahead. Who, who did you say might uh, fall to the Jets? Um, I said they might take Oliver if it goes quarterback, quarterback, and they're left with the decision between Quinn and Williams and Ed Oliver. Gotcha. What about Josh Allen? Not in the mix. Um, I don't think they would in that case. I don't, I don't think they would take him anyways. I don't think Josh Allen's going three. I think he's going... Well, I have a, I have, we'll, we'll have an official hello mock or hello rookie mock draft. Cornerback is the really interesting one. I think Brian Murphy is the most NFL ready. Rocky Sin has been super popular as of late, but Greedy Williams has been the top one off the board for a while. Um, yeah, interesting the the new Fanduel layout though. Um, all right, you want to you want to take a look at my? Let's see if this works. I we haven't used an app mirror in forever. Oh. I just got to move a little. All right. So this is um, an app called Mockout. It's pretty cool, actually. You can do mock drafts and challenge your friends, whatever. Um, this is the one that I did this morning. I have Kyler going one to Arizona. I don't know. I don't, I don't, know, what, I don't know what to believe there. I would hope that they do the right thing. If, if a team can get Rosen for a second-round pick right now, it's such a steal. Um and so, you know, if you're that general manager, um, he went in and beat on the owner's desk and said, you know, Rosen, we need to trade up to go get Rosen last year. And he went out and played as tough as he did last year, played well given the fact that, you know, his leading receiver in many games was Ricky Seals-Jones. Um, and now you're going to go to him this year and say, oh, we, we need to redo it. Uh, 
or we need to, you know, we're starting over, we're going a different direction. We need Kyler Murray. I don't know. I don't. I don't love it, but um, it looks like Kyler is going to be the number one pick. Bosa two, Quinn and Williams to the Jets at three, at Oliver four. What I, I mean, when you're betting these, um, these draft props, I feel like you have to bet them based off of the player. Um, you know where where you think the player should go, more so than you know trying to because there's going to be so many trades and so many yeah. surprises and so many reaches and so many you know a guy's going to fall that no one saw coming. Um, you know, I have I think the the one that would be a bit of a surprise is maybe Metcalf to twenty, but for sure Brian Burns at twenty one to Seattle. That's very uh, late for him. Um, all right, but I have Devin White. I think looks like he's a lock to Tampa Bay. Um, great fit. Quan Alexander's gone. They need a linebacker. Great linebacker history there. Um, seems like a no-brainer. And then I have the Giants going Josh Allen at six. I think they want an edge rusher, and if Allen's there, that makes sense for them. Uh, Jawan Taylor is a is a really popular spot for him to go. Um, and then I think Detroit takes a bait with Montez Sweat, the freak athlete. Um, there's two Mississippi State guys in this draft that I think are going to be pro bowlers um, with Montez Sweat. And then um, later in the draft, Jeffrey Simmons going to Indianapolis here. Um, Jeffrey Simmons is, uh, I would I would say when I watch his film, I would say he is a top five pick in most drafts. Um, but there's defensive line depth in this draft and he's coming, he's, he might be out for the entire season next year. Um, so he's got a couple of things working against him, and he may drop to the bottom half of the first round. I, I've seen him in the second round. That's not going to happen. He's way too talented. Nine, Buffalo. I have them taking TJ Hawkinson. He's already a top 10 tight end in the NFL, completely turnkey player. Um, and Clay is in – I don't even know where Clay is playing now. Oh, Clay's – I want to say he's in Arizona. Um 10, Denver, Drew Locke, they're in love with him. Best arm in the draft by far. Um, best arm in the draft. He's QB, he's, he's um, NFL ready, in my opinion. Based, I mean, he's played in the SEC for four years. The Giants um, don't like him? They can get better I, value at six. I'm, I'm convinced the Giants think they can get, you know, Allen or maybe Sweat or Gary, you know, whatever pass rusher they like at six, and then come down at 17 and get Daniel Jones. And I really think they like Daniel Jones. He's a guy that um, certainly would accept playing behind Eli for a bit. Um, is a lot like Eli in the way he plays, just more athletic. The cool thing with Locke and Jones is um, Locke runs a four six nine forty, Jones runs a four seven. so both guys are athletic. Um, Locke's arm is explosive. Jones is a prototypical like i mean if you pull up the quarterbacks that have won super bowls in recent history how many of them um do their teammates say you know is is a quiet leader doesn't say anything you know how many of them transferred their freshman year because they didn't start as a true freshman how many of them like there's there's a bunch of things that if kyler is successful he'll be the first person with that background you know it's the same thing with baker mayfield like how many how many like super bowl winning quarterbacks grab their nuts on TV or, you know, curse into a camera after a game or do all the, all the stuff he does. It's just, it does, it hasn't happened. Um, and maybe it will, maybe these guys will change it around, but, um, I don't know. 
Daniel Jones is 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 already he has the NFL quarterback mentality. Um, all right, so then oh, I have back to back Michigan players: Cincinnati grabbing Rashawn Gary, best edge player available at that time. Um, the funny thing with Gary, right? He's a, a, an insane combination of size and speed, like un, unheard of. Number one player in his senior class in high school, um, and he gets bragged on for not not producing at Michigan. And every time I hear that from a, a scout or from a so, so-called draft expert on ESPN or whatever, they they clearly haven't watched the games because he got double teamed every single down at Michigan. And any time a team didn't double team him, he was in the backfield making a play, you know, tackle for loss, quarterback hurry, whatever. Um, all right, then uh, Green Bay would – be tripping over themselves to pick Devin Bush at 12, given what hap- what has happened to their linebackers over the last couple of years, or specifically this offseason. Um, Josh's boy, Devin White. Yeah, I have him going uh, five to Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, 13, Miami, Jonah Williams, probably a right tackle. He'll probably play guard. He'll probably be a Pro Bowl guard, in my opinion, but... Um, Alabama offensive lineman Christian Christian Wilkins, fourteen to Atlanta. Fifteen, I have Dwayne Haskins. I think Washington can stay where they are and get their quarterback. They really like Dwayne Haskins, um, so I, I have him going fifteen to Washington. I think that's a popular. I think I've seen a lot of people talking about um, Washington trading up to get him. I think if they stay where they are, given you know, unless someone trades up in front of them, I think they can get him. Um, 16 Carolina, I mentioned Andre Dillard earlier, best um, best pass-blocking left tackle in this draft. Um, Washington State, everything just is smooth with him on film. Um, doesn't allow sacks, always in the right spot. Uh, arguably the best run-blocking right tackle in the draft, Cody Ford. Could play guard, um, great athlete, um, moves really well. Lindstrom, best center in the draft, not even close. Tennessee needs help on the interior of their line, um, especially given how they want to play um, uh, with a, with their run-heavy offense. You know, they need help on the interior. Lindstrom would be a solid pick for them, uh, easily the best center um, available. Pittsburgh, DK Metcalf, re- replacing Antonio Brown. Not He's more, at this point, he's more... Um, Oh, why am I drawing a blank now? The big play receiver for Pittsburgh a couple years ago went to the Raiders this season. Anyways, he's not he's not Antonio. Doesn't run great routes. Um, not polished as a receiver. Doesn't have great hands, but in, incredibly athletic. Um, high points the ball well. You know, watching Ole Miss with him and AJ Brown, who is uh, the leading receiver in the SEC, both on the field they double team Metcalf consistently. Um, 25 yards a catch his last year at Ole Miss. Injury concerns are the biggest thing with him. He, I think he had two or three seasons cut short with injury. So, um, 21, I mentioned already, Brian Burns slipping to Seattle. Obviously, they need pass rushing help with, with uh, the Frank Clark trade to Kansas City. 22, Garrett Bradbury, another... Um, center off the board early going to Baltimore, another team that needs help on the interior, given the fact that they're abandoning the pass as well. Houston, go ahead. NC State, Bradbury. 
23 greedy williams um so he's the first cornerback off the board for me i wouldn't be surprised to see brian murphy or rocky sin all three are first round cornerbacks in my opinion so um kind of late to have those three you know that talented i think it's a deep draft i don't know um you know one of those three could go in the top 15 you know all three could go before 23 i wouldn't be surprised um but i have them going pretty quickly here so greedy williams uh 23 houston 24 clellan farrell um oakland oakland needs a pass rush and they need to improve their secondary because their defensive numbers last year were historically bad um bottom of the league in qb uh, opponent qb efficiency bottom of the league in yards per game bottom of the league in touchdown interception ratio allowed um completion percentage allowed just about anything you could be um the worst in the league at they were uh so getting a pass rush with uh guys like farrell and um at oliver uh would help uh and then i have him taking brian murphy at 27 we talked about jeffrey simmons 26 25 the eagles have a huge need at safety makes sense for them to go abram there marquise brown to the chargers um they just lost Tyrell Williams this offseason, so they need a big play receiver to replace him with, Marquise Brown. Uh, Liz Frank injury hasn't worked out, but um, scouts that just watch the film on him think that he's, a lot of them think that he's the top receiver in the draft. Um, similar to um, DK Metcalf in that he's not the, the most polished receiver in the draft, but uh, su- super vertical threat. Reminds me of most people that watch him of Deshaun Jackson. Um, Rocky Sin, we did, we talked about Seattle lost, uh, their nickel corner, Byron Maxwell to Detroit this off season. So, um, yeah, they need to replace him. They need secondary help, but they already got a pass rush or a pass rusher, um, at 21, 30 green Bay, Noah Fant. A lot of people have green Bay taking a tight end earlier in the draft or taking Noah Fant with their first pick. If he falls this, this far, they'd be pretty lucky to get. A tight end from Iowa like that that runs a four or five, um, great route runner, would be super active in the passing game. Uh, Thirty-one Dexter Lawrence, another Clemson defensive lineman off the board, defensive tackle to the Rams. They replaced Ndamukong Sue, who's gone. And then thirty-two, I had the Patriots taking a chance on a guy that had a rough week at the combine, uh, character issues, struggled with some interviews. Some effort um, issues on the field, but when he was locked in, um, I thought polite. I mean, he does some things that are uh, uncoachable against both the pass and the run. Um, When he's engaged in a game, he is elite as a defensive end. Um, And I think Bill Belichick likes those kind of guys that he can get that out of uh, just by coaching them up. So polite to the patriots but again a lot of people have them taking a quarterback at that with that pick so who knows it's gonna be fun to watch so it looks like it starts at 8 p.m tomorrow night yep i'm sure it will be widely viewed yep see who goes number one good breakdown um close segment yo it's closed joe <laughs> All right. Um, final thoughts. I just thought that we would recap 
Last night's NBA games, we already did that. Uh, and then I just have Zurich uh, Classic a couple of tea times. There's not really much else that we can talk about with the Zurich until it starts, right? Yeah, we broke that down. <laughs> um, so I guess... Oh, John Rom. That's our that's our pick. Or you you I guess you haven't made a pick, but I went I went Rom. Um you have a team you like in the Zurich? I mean Front runner? I like, uh I like that uh who's Cantley playing with again? Um Cantley is playing with Oh come on. I don't know. Patrick Reed. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I like that pick. Yep, Cantley, Reed, and then you got the Australian team. Day, Scott, that's the favorite. Yeah. Um, then and then Sergio's the playing with Tommy Fleetwood. Kepka yeah. Brothers. Um, the Spanish-speaking duo of Abraham Anser and Yonatan Vegas. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It, it's gonna be fun to watch. It's a shame that you know we don't have fantasy and. Um, I don't. Yeah. Know. No, I agree. Yeah. So seven thirty, seven twenty-six to be precise. Tomorrow morning, the Cupcas tee off, and uh, Jason Day and Adam Scott have an early tee time at seven thirty-nine a.m. Along with, Raman Palmer at seven fifty-two for a few notables. Oh, Stanley and Finau are also at 7.52. Um, that'd be a fun pair to watch, too. Yep. Bombers. Yeah. All right. I don't think we have anything else, man. Tell it, then. End you it. happy? No. Never. <laughs> anything you want to add? Nope. That's all we have for today, ladies and gents. Thank you for your viewership, and don't forget to like, share, and or subscribe to Hello Rookie on your favorite platforms. Also, visit HelloRookie.com for all the latest daily fantasy and sports betting reviews, promotions, strategies, and lineups. Peace.